Well, before we begin baptizing, I want to just uh, talk to you about staying strong. How many of you believe it's important to stay strong? And I want to talk about that in 2 Timothy 4, chapter 7, or 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. It says, Paul said this towards the end of his life. He said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there's in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also all who have longed for his appearing. Now, Paul makes this, these comments towards the end of his life. And he says, I have fought the good fight and I have finished the course and I've kept the faith. How many of you know that's a good testimony right there? If they could put that on our tombstone whenever we're done, that would be awesome, right? But the Bible clearly teaches that a Christ, the Christian life is like a fight. It's like a fight. How many of you know it is a fight? It's the fight of faith. You can't serve God without, without fighting. Amen. And he also says it's a race. I've finished the race. I finished my course and it's a race. And how many of you know the Christian life? It's not a hundred yard dash. It's a marathon. It, you, you know, it's not just for one week. It's for a lifetime. Are y'all with me? So the Bible clearly teaches that. And then it also teaches that, listen, if you, if you win the fight, and if you finish the race, you're going to receive a reward. How many of you know the Lord rewards you for serving him? And that's what he says in verse 8. He says, now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also who have longed for his appearing. So Paul understood something, that he wasn't serving God for nothing. He understood that there's a reason why you serve the Lord and you might not see all the benefits right here and now, but he said, I know whenever I breathe my last and I get over to the other side, my king is going to be waiting for me and he's going to be waiting for me with a reward for me serving him. Amen. And he says, now listen, that's not just for me. That's for all who are waiting and loving his appearing. Amen. I believe that's talking about you and I. Amen. Now, how many of you know the Lord always rewards those who live and finish the life of faith? He rewards you. And I want to encourage you because, listen, to receive that reward or that blessing, you can't, you got to finish the fight. You, you got to win the fight. You got to finish the race. You can't just start. How many of you know there's a lot of people that start the race, but there's not as many that finish the race. Amen. And so, listen, I, I heard this story about in, um, it was in 1968, and they had the Olympics in, uh, in Mexico, and uh, they had a guy from uh, Tanzania by the name of John, and he was, he was running the marathon. And uh, the way that it worked, you started the race in the Coliseum, and then you left the Coliseum, and you ran the 26 miles, and the end of the race, you came back in the Coliseum, so everybody in the Coliseum got to see who won the race. So they just had to wait a while for 26 miles to be ran, Right. And so the race is going on and people start coming across the finish line, winning the race. John had a tough day. I mean, he had all kinds of problems. In fact, he tripped and fell and he broke his leg. And you would have thought that John would have just dropped out of the race, but he didn't. He stayed in the race. He kept running, broken leg and all. And of course, it took him a while to finish the race. And so finally, you know, 45 minutes, an hour later, after everybody has finished the race and everybody's rejoicing and people are leaving the Coliseum, here comes John. And he's just, he's just trudging and just 
barely making it. And he crosses the finish line. And everybody left in the Coliseum erupt in applaud. And they just go crazy that he didn't give up. And so they interviewed him after and they said, John, why you didn't quit? Why you didn't just give up? You had plenty of reason to give up. And he said, well, listen, my country didn't send me here to start the race. My country sent me here to finish the race. Broken leg or not, I'm going to finish the race. Amen? And so listen, John is a good testimony. And he's a good example of what you and I should be like in our Christian faith. The Lord didn't call us and save us to start the race. The Lord called us and saved us to finish the race. Amen? Come on, broken leg or not, we got to finish the race. Come on, can I get a witness in here tonight? Amen? Can I get a witness? We need to finish the race because we need to realize that, listen, there's a reason why we're serving the Lord, why the world is trying to pull us away, why there's all kind of temptation. Let's keep our eyes fixed on the the prize because when we finish the race, baby, there's going to be a reward. And listen, I've tasted and seen what the Lord is like here. I can't imagine what it's going to be like on the other side. Amen? But now here's the unfortunate reality. There are too many that get started in the race, but not enough that keep going in the race. You know, some of you have been saved for a while. Man, how many people that you used to see sitting on the pew with you, going to church, serving the Lord, and where are they today? They've fallen off the wagon, man. They've fallen by the wayside. And Jesus said it would be like that. He said, you know, out of four seeds, only one continued and bore fruit. Well, listen, I want to be like, I want to be the seed that keeps on going. Amen. I want to be the one that stays in there. What about you? And you see, the reality is as many people as in this room there, every one of us will have a chance to drop out of the race, to quit the race. And the question is, are we going to quit the race or are we going to keep running the race? Amen. So we got to stay strong. And that's what I want to talk to you about. You got to stay strong in the faith, man, because you don't want to just start the race. You want to finish it. And so the first thing to stay, how do you stay strong? Well, the first thing you need to do is remove the obstacles that keep you from running well. And Hebrews 12.1 says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. And there's a lot right there in that verse. But the, the, the author is saying, listen, if we're going to run and finish the race, first of all, he says the first thing you got to do is strip off every weight. Strip off every weight. Now, a weight represents anything that's weighing you down and hindering you from running. And how many of you know it's not easy to run if you got a lot of weight on your body? I mean, if you got a wet suit on, a wet coat on, if you got some weight around your ankles, whatever it is, it's hard to run. And so the, the apostle is saying, get rid of those weights. And a weight is anything that's keeping your relationship with the Lord from growing or making progress. And so the reality is you can't stay strong while you got all this weight on your life weighing you down. And so you got to strip it off. Amen. It might be a bad job where the environment is bringing you down. You might need to start putting in some applications. Let me say that again, because I don't think you really heard it. It wasn't a good enough. Amen. It might be a relationship 
that you just need to cut off because it's weighing you down. Amen. It could be a hobby. It, it could be golf and fishing, going and hunting. Listen, if it's weighing you down and keeping you from growing in your relationship with God, it got to go. Come on. I don't know if that's good English or not, but it got to go. Amen. It could be social media. Come on, it could be Snapchat, amen? Come on, it could be Twitter, I don't know. It might be Facebook, but it gotta go if it's keeping me from growing in my relationship with God, amen? It might be possessions, it might be a boat, it might be a shotgun, it might be a camper, it might be a hunting camp, but if it's keeping me from growing with the Lord, it is not worth it. I need to cut it off and I need to go on with the Lord, amen? Strip off every weight that's weighing you down. That's what the apostle Paul said. But he said, not just the weight, he said the sin. So weight and sin. See, weight can be good, it's just not best. But now he says sin. Now that represents any action or behavior that's not pleasing to God. How many of you know you can't finish your race spiritually while you got all this sin going on in your life? Come on, can we be honest up here in the church, amen? Come on, we might as well because the Lord can see right through everything we going that's going on, right? But sin is anything keeping you from living an upright life. And so the apostle Paul says, listen, you got to get rid of it. You got to cut it off, man. And see, I think that some people are not finishing their race because they're not being honest with themselves. They got stuff going on in their life and they're and behind closed doors. They got stuff going on and they come here at church and say, praise the Lord. And the apostle Paul said, listen, man, what's going on behind closed doors? The way you're treating your family, the way you're dealing with people around you, that's got to be right or else you ain't going to finish your race. Amen. Amen. He's just trying to help us right here. And so, you know, there's all kinds of sins, but there's sins of the tongue, like lying and gossiping, complaining, murmuring. There's attitude sins of criticalness, judgmentalness, attitudes of ungrateful, prideful. There's relational sins like unforgiveness, bitterness, hatred, jealousy, anger. There's all those sexual sins. I mean, they, you know, we don't need to list them, right? Although I already did. <laughs> the apostle Paul says, listen, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And you know what I found? No, every one of us normally have a, a soft spot. An a, a, a easily trip up type sin. And the Lord said, let's get rid of that. Amen. Amen. Because otherwise you're not going to be able to finish the race. So we need to do whatever we can. We need to take whatever steps we need to. To get rid of the weight and get rid of the sin that's keeping us from running our race. You know, you know, like, I don't know if you run or not. Like, if you ever ran, like, you, you know, just for fun, like, you say, I'm going to go jogging today. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes you ever got a rock in your shoe? You know, you can run with a rock in your shoe, and you can compensate for it. But if you don't get that rock out of your shoe, you're going to get down the road after you get about 14, 15 miles, that rock is going to create a blister on your foot. And that blister is going to make you have to stop running your race and sit down on the sideline. And so the Lord say, listen, don't wait till you get a blister on your foot. Come on, deal with the rock in your shoe. 
Deal with the rock in your shoe because I don't want you to just start your race. I want you to finish your race. Amen. Come on. If y'all receive that, say, I receive that. Amen. Now, the second thing that we need to do to finish the race is learn to encourage yourself in the Lord. How many of you know sometimes, not all the times that people realize that you're down and you're like, man, don't you see? Look at my face. Don't you see I'm discouraged? No, sometimes we are oblivious. And all the wives says, amen, amen. But, you know, listen, Galatians 6, 9 says this, let us not lose heart, for in due time we will reap if we don't grow weary. Let us not lose heart. In other words, don't get discouraged because it's so easy to give up when you're discouraged. It's so easy to throw in the towel when you get discouraged. And I promise you, you will have a lot of reasons to get discouraged in your walk. And he says, don't allow discouraged. Don't grow weary in well-doing because you're going to reap in due time. You're going to reap if you don't faint, if you don't grow weary, if you don't give up. Now listen, nothing worthwhile in life comes easy. It's it's not easy. You know, if you think you're just going to become a millionaire easy, forget it. Unless your parents are wealthy, that might happen. But for most of us, that ain't going to happen, right? But how many of you know anything worthwhile takes work? Takes work. It doesn't come easy. And somebody said that great people are just really ordinary people with extraordinary determination who refuse to give up. And so I just want to encourage you. I don't know if I'm talking to anybody in here that's maybe going through discouragement. But in case you are, I'm saying to you tonight, don't give up. Learn to encourage yourself in the Lord. Amen. You know, one time David and his men, they went to fight the Philistines in Ziklag. And they came back home and they found out their city was on fire. And they started going down the streets and going to their houses. And all their children and wives, they were all they were all gone. Another enemy came in and took all the wives and all the children. Now, it wasn't bad enough that David, as the leader, had to deal with all this discouragement. The city's on fire. Their wives are gone. Their children are gone. Then the people turn against David, and they wanted to stone him because they said, it's your fault. We should have never went to get Philistines. We wouldn't have lost their city. We wouldn't have lost, and they were trying to kill him. And the Bible says this in 1 Samuel 30 and verse 6, and David was greatly distressed. For the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in in the Lord his God. That's That's a great line right there in this verse. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. And I'm telling you, there will be a time in your life whenever you're down and out and it seems like the world is oblivious to what you're going through and what you're dealing with. And even the people closest to you, it's like they are oblivious to it. And you gotta learn how to encourage yourself in the Lord. Amen. Listen, David didn't allow his discouragement to take him down. It didn't allow him to get him out of the race or get him out of the fight. The Bible says David got with the Lord and the Lord began to encourage him and strengthen him. And David got back in the game, started crying out to God. So there was no strength left in him. But how many of you know, God is faithful. And the Lord showed up and delivered David. Amen. And I'm telling you, the epitaph on David's tombstone is he finished his race. What about you and I? Are we going to finish? How do you encourage yourself? 
Well, Isaiah 40 and verse 31 says, He gives strength to the weary. And to him who lacks might, he increases power. That's good news. Amen? Verse 30 says, Though youth grow weary and tired, and vigorous young men stumble badly, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. Will gain new strength. So listen, I'm telling you, if you get tired, you get weary, you get discouraged, you just get in the presence of God, and the presence of God will encourage your heart. Remember, He is a life-giving Spirit. He is a strengthening Spirit, a renewing Spirit, a restoring Spirit. He will never change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's not about to quit helping His children. He's not about to quit helping those who love Him and serve Him. And if you're discouraged, you get alone with God and the spirit of the Lord is going to come upon you. And before you know it, depression is going to leave you and you're going to be ready to go bear hunting with a switch. Amen. Come on. Are y'all with me out there? You just got to spend time in his presence, but you got to learn to encourage yourself in the Lord. Amen. And you know, whenever I think about this, I think about, you know, whenever you have a baby, you know, you put a bib on that baby and you get that, you know, that, uh, that baby food out and they just stand there, they sitting there and you, you spoon the baby food and you say, here you go. And they got it all over their face and you're wiping it off and you spoon feed them. But listen, whenever they're 15 years old, you ain't putting no bib on them and you're not spoon feeding them. Amen. Look, look, the bread's right there. The milk's in the refrigerator. The peanut butter's in the pantry. You hungry? You fix your peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I ain't fixing your sandwich. You 15 years old, you fix your own sandwich. Amen. And the Lord said, listen, I'm going to help you out and I'm going to spoon feed you. But look, I'm not going to feed you all your life. I'm not going to be there to ta-ta-ta you every time you go through something. You need to learn how to get in my presence and let me encourage your heart. Let me strengthen your life. Take the bib off. Amen. Take the pacifier out and come on, warrior. Come on, man, a woman of God. Let's go do this thing together. Amen. That's the heart of the Lord. Come on. Y'all receive this tonight. Amen. Come on, you got to learn how to encourage yourself. And the third thing, and we can be done. The third thing we need to do to finish strong is stay in spiritual training. You got to stay in training. And this is what 1 Corinthians chapter 9 says. Do you not know that in a race all runners run? But only one gets the prize. Run in such a way to get the prize. Have you ever seen somebody running? they like. And then you see somebody running and it's just like, it's like, man, are you, you're supposed to be jogging, right? You, you, you're not, I mean, you're running. But he says, don't run your race like, like you're just in the race. Run it like you want to win. Run it like you want to get the prize, amen? And he says, everyone competes in the games, goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like a man running aimlessly. I do not fight like a man beating the air. No, I beat my body, I make it my slave, so that after I preach to others, I myself will not be disqualified from the prize. What is Paul saying? I think he's saying, don't get lazy spiritually. I think he's saying, hey, listen, don't, don't get out of shape spiritually. You need to stay in training. We can't afford to let ourselves get out of shape spiritually. I think the apostle Paul is saying, keep working on growing in your spiritual walk. 
Listen, you don't, have to, you don't have to go to church every week. You don't have to read your Bible every week. You don't have to talk to God every week. But listen, I tell you, you know, you go one week without touching the hem of his garment, you're going to become a person that is weak, W-E-A-K. Amen? So he's saying, listen, you got to discipline yourself. Now, listen, I mean, you know, you know, people, I, I don't know what this is like, but some people exercise every day and they eat right and they train and you could tell in their phys- physical appearance, right? They like, man, they ain't got an ounce of fat on them. They like, whoa, you cut yourself just getting around them. I mean, they are just, but how many of you know that doesn't happen by sleeping in late? That doesn't happen by eating a whole bag of Lay's potato chips by yourself. Come on, how many of you know what I'm talking about? You can't, you can't eat messes donuts out of house and home and be in good shape, amen. I mean, it takes discipline. It takes training. I mean, you listen, if you want it, you, if you want to be in shape, you got to put in the work. You got to put in the sweat equity. You got to get off of the couch and you got to do something if you want to get in shape physically. And the apostle Paul saying, listen, if you're going to run, don't just run the race, man. Run the race like you're going to win. Come on. If you're going to walk the faith, come on. Don't just get in the church. Come on. Live your life like you're a strong man, a woman of God. Discipline yourself. Train yourself to be a strong warrior in the kingdom of God. Amen. So listen, the boxer runner trains hard to condition himself to win. The athlete athlete lives a life of discipline. Why? Because they want to finish the race strong. 1 Timothy 4, 7 says, have nothing to do with worldly fables fit for old women. On the other hand, discipline or train hard for the purpose of godliness. Discipline or train hard for the purpose of godliness. Listen, if we're going to finish the race, we're going to have to train hard. We can't be lazy. Are y'all still with me? We can't be lazy. If we're going to finish the race strong, we're going to have to get we're going to have to get on track spiritually. We're going to have to do whatever it takes to grow. Amen? And a good question to ask is, what am I doing to continue to grow spiritually? Listen, I'm telling you, the amount of people that have started the race and dropped out are so numerous. How many of you know at least one person like that? I mean, there's countless people that started the race, but then they drop out. They, they quit. They give up. And I'd hate that for, for that. I'd hate that to be me or anybody else in this room. Come on, let's stay strong. Let's stay strong. Let's keep fighting the faith till we can say like Paul, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I'm done, baby. I can see the finish line. I can see my opponent about to hit the deck. And I'm, I'm there, man. And I can see the prize waiting for me. Come on, that's where I want to be. What about you? Amen. I want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. But what are you doing right now that will keep you strong and fit to finish the race? Don't get lazy. Don't get lazy. Think about what's your next step. And listen, the ones that, that, you know, it can happen to anybody. But, you know, people that just came to Christ that are just, you know, just getting a good, man, that's whenever you, that's the honeymoon where you got the most zeal ever. But, you know, and sometimes it's those of us that have been walking with God for a while. Oh, I heard, I heard that sermon already. Yeah, but what are you doing to continue to grow spiritually? Have you applied that sermon yet? Because it don't matter that you heard it before, is are you doing that sermon? 
Are you taking that next step? And so I encourage you, don't ever get satisfied. Keep on pressing in. Amen? So listen, I encourage you, if you haven't already, those of you, uh, listen, if you, if you want to stay in the game, stay strong. If you hadn't gone to the spiritual growth track on Sundays, you need to get yourself in that lobby and register right now. Amen? And say, I'm there. Why? The spiritual growth track. Do I need to say any more? The spiritual growth track. Why do we do the spiritual growth track? Because we want people to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So when the enemy come knocking on your door, you just knock him out. Amen. And you just run right over him and you go for you go on to your destiny spiritually. Amen. If you hadn't been water baptized since you've been a Christian, you need to take that next step. And that's what these folks are doing tonight. Why? Because the Bible says. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations and baptize them. And they heard that message and they are taking the next step because they want to keep growing spirits. We, we should commend them and we should celebrate that and we should honor them. Amen. So listen, if you're in this room and you've been a Christian and you had not been baptized, we got some extra shorts and shirts here. Listen, you could dry off in due time. By the time you get to work tomorrow, you'll be dried off. Amen. We got an extra towel. Get baptized. Amen. Go on to take the next step with the Lord. Amen. You know, I heard a story and we're going to start baptizing. I heard a story uh, today that uh, just blessed me. And it just happened to be on the day that we're doing water baptism. And there was a man that came here. Uh, uh, a little while back, and uh, and he decided to get water baptized, and uh, he had given his life to Christ, and he was ready to go on in his walk with Christ, and he heard about baptism, and he decided I'm gonna I'm gonna get baptized, and so he came here in church, he stepped into this tank, and I found out later that after he got baptized, he got delivered from addiction, he got delivered from. Yeah, he got delivered from drug addiction. Now, there ain't nothing in this water that will deliver you from addiction. It's just water. It ain't so holy. It's just water. But you know what? Whenever you make a decision to keep going with the Lord, there's a reward. The Lord rewards us whenever we just go after him. Amen? And so we need to stay strong, brothers and sisters. In fact, the Bible says that, you know, as we get closer to the end days, it's going to get harder and harder. How many of you know there's not as many cheerleaders out there saying, oh, you're serving God? Great. There's a whole lot more people that are saying, oh, you serve in the Lord and they want to persecute you. They want to laugh at you. They want to make fun of you. They want to get you off course. They, They feel bad about them not serving God. So they try to get you in the club so they can feel good about themselves. Come on, we, it's a day that we got to stay strong like never before. Amen, are y'all with me? We need to stay strong in the Lord. So I encourage you, take your next step. If you haven't joined the growth track, I encourage you to tonight, just go sign and say, I want to be every Sunday right over here we have in the growth track. And you know what? A, a bunch of these folks that are getting baptized tonight is a result of them just learning and growing. Amen? And so we should be, we should be the crowd of witnesses that cheer them on tonight. Amen? Amen.